Again, that's First Peter two nineteen through twenty five. For it is a credit to you if being aware of God you endure pain while suffering unjustly. If you endure when you are beaten for doing wrong, what credit is that? But if you endure when you do right and suffer for it, you have God's approval. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was abused, he did not return abuse. When he suffered, he did not threaten. But he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that free from sins we might live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were going astray like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I was reading these words and thinking about all sorts of things that I've read in the news and people's opinions about being treated unfairly. And, you know, I think sometimes we stray so far from Peter's words. I'm amazed that we ever find our way back. There's a lot of talk about Christians being persecuted, being singled out, being treated unfairly. And the answer always seems to be using power to force other people to accept the views. But the answer never seems to be, keep doing what you're doing. It seems to be, we have to find a way to protect ourselves. Because Christmas is under threat. And Christianity is under threat. We get so upset when people say something that disagrees with our views. That we turn back. To an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and an insult for an insult. That we go, oh, you can't talk that way about my faith. I'll show you what for. And people think that we need new laws. That we need to use power to be able to force others to stay away from us. Because we need to be protected. And, you know, I think about all that. I was thinking about it on the drive here this morning. The drive here this morning, I was worried about whether or not water might might be blocking some of the roads. I was worried that uh, I might lose track of how fast I'm going and accidentally start speeding and get pulled over. I worried that the boys might drive Grandma and Grandpa crazy and that they'll be ready to bolt out the door by the time I get home. What I wasn't worried about was I wasn't worried about getting arrested 
Because I was going to come and preach God's word. I wasn't worried that I was going to have to sneak past a violent crowd in order to come see you today. I wasn't worried that I'd have to follow some secret signs so that I could figure out where we were worshiping today because we had to hide so that we could be safe. No, we have a sign outside that says who we are, where to find us. We invite people in because we're free. Because we are free to do so. Nobody stopped me from loving anyone today. Nobody said, oh, sorry, you can't love these people. They're off limits. Your type's got to stay away. And yet, for some reason, there's this idea that I am being persecuted for my faith. Sure, there are people who don't like me. And if they don't like me because I preach my faith, that I spread the good news that Christ has died for all and has risen to save us all, if I am preaching the good news and they hate me for that, then so be it. I will continue to share the good news, and I will continue to love them, and I will continue to pray for them. If somebody wants to mock me for believing that I have life resurrected in Christ, let them mock me. Because they're mocking me because of God. And if they're going to mock me because of God, then they are mocking me For my God. And God sees and God understands. I don't have to rebuke them and go after them and insult them. I don't have to because I don't have a need to. I don't have to because Christ set us an example of how to react. They beat him. He did not fight back. But he kept his dignity. And he loved them. And he forgave them. And he prayed for them. They sent him to the cross to die. And he loved them. And he forgave them. And he prayed for them. They mocked him while he was on the cross. And he loved them, he forgave them, and he prayed for them. See, I think the problem is sometimes we think we cannot endure. That we cannot hold ourselves up against people who might think that we're wrong, who might think that we're foolish, who may hate us. Christ gives us an answer as to how to respond. If we are going to say 
that Christ died for our sins so that we could be free from sin and death and live a life resurrected in Him. We have to accept that Christ died on that cross not just for us. Christ died on that cross for all. And this is where things get hard. Because if Christ died on that cross for all, it means that Christ died for the with us. The problem is, is if Christ died for them, how can I hate them? How can I hate what Christ loves? Unless I'm willing to hate Christ himself. And you see, I know I can endure because I know that God gives me the strength to be able to stand up and say, you know what? You may not like what I have to say and you may not like me, but I still care about you and I still love you because God loves you. And the best thing I can do to fight back against people who think that I'm wrong is to love. It's to carry on in God's way of caring and loving and showing compassion. Because it's hard to argue against mercy. It's hard to argue against grace. It's easy to argue against shutting people out. That we could say that we should close our doors and make sure that those kinds of people can't come in. That we need to make sure that the kind of people who might mock us or might make us feel like we have something to be ashamed of should be far, far away and that we should keep them out. and That if we disagree with people, they should just stay out. problem is that then we are giving in and we are giving up we are proclaiming that we cannot endure because we are rejecting the life that Christ is offering us because that life isn't one to be sheltered away from the world but it's one meant to be a light to the world it's a life meant to give hope the problem is that all those selfish ideas of trying to protect ourselves from other people, those are things that we have to nail up on that cross. Because Christ bore our sins to the cross, and if Christ bore our sins to the cross, it means that He bore all sins to the cross. And if Christ bore all sins to the cross, that means that even the people who sin against us can still be forgiven. It means that we've got to be willing to put our selfish desires up on that cross and let them die there. 
We let them die with our life of sin so that we can find a better life. That we can find the good. That we can find the hope. That we can find the love that God offers us. Sure, it's easy to say, well, you know what? These people over here, they aren't compatible with Jesus, so let's shut them out. And these people over here, they say things that I don't like, so we need to shut them out too. It's easy to say, oh, well, they voted for the wrong person, so we need to make sure that we don't let them in. Because how could you vote for that person and still love God? The answer to that question is both difficult and obvious. Because God first loved them. And if God loves them, then surely I must be able to find a way to love them. The trick is not giving in to hate. Not giving in to anger. This doesn't mean that we cannot hate anything. We are told that if we are going to hate, hate without sinning. I can hate greed. Something I know I hate with a passion. I hate dishonesty. And I hate dishonesty because when people are dishonest, it separates me from the truth. And if I'm separated from the truth, it's like trying to tear me from God. And if you're trying to tear me from God, I'm not going to be happy. If you try to cover up what's going on by hiding the truth, I'm not going to be happy. Because I'm here to do God's work and open and honest work for all people. But the thing is, I can hate dishonesty all I want. But it doesn't mean I have to hate someone who's been dishonest. The opposite is true. It means I have to love someone who is dishonest so that they can see the error in their ways. So that I can help give them a chance to reconcile themselves. That I can give them a chance to be forgiven and a chance to make things right. Because that's the chance God has given me. Though it might be hard to believe, I have made mistakes in my life. Even some big ones. And yet I still find forgiveness. And Christ still lets me take up my cross and follow Him. Because we're all unworthy. Not a single one of us has earned the right to take up our cross and go with Christ. Not a single one of us has earned that right. But through God's grace, we have been given that chance. Through God's love and mercy, we are given a chance to put a life of sin to death on the cross 
that we may be reborn in a life in Christ. That we live in love and mercy and hope. And that we be a hope by being those things. Because if God is love and God is with us, if we are in Christ, then we are in love. And if we are in love, then we can show love. And if we can show love, why would we ever need to show hate? If I want someone to understand that I have good news, that I have news that Christ has died and Christ has risen and Christ will come again, the best way to share that is to show that I live a life that believes that. To let my faith guide me. To have faith that even if I am mistreated, God will take care of me. To trust that with God I can endure whatever hardships may be thrown my way. Whatever people may say about me, whatever people may do against me, whatever people may want to hold over me, whatever they may feel about me, whatever accusations they may make, I can endure because I am with God. And I have faith that God will see me through. Because I have that faith, I have no reason to worry. I have no reason to try to put up defenses and I have no reason to attack others. Because God's grace is with me and God's grace is in me. And if God's grace is in me, then I can extend that grace and I can share love where there is no love. I can sow kindness where there is hate. I can sow trust where there is mistrust. Because I have faith that God will allow me to do it. Because I have faith that with God I can endure. Because I do live a life resurrected in Christ. Because I have seen the good that God can do in this world. And I have faith that he can do so much more. It's not going to be easy. Now, quite often, we will find ourselves in uncomfortable situations, having to make uncomfortable decisions. And even more difficult, we will face situations where we have to make decisions based on what God is telling us right here and right now. Because God is still speaking, God is still acting, and God is still working through each and every one of his children. God is still active in each and every one of our lives. And as long as his work still needs to be done on this earth, we're still going to be uncomfortable with the decisions that we may have to make for God. But I know I can endure I can endure because I know even if I make a choice, 
even if I make the wrong choice. If I make my choice in God's hope, and I make my choice in God's love, and I make my choice in God's grace and mercy, I know that if I mess up, God will still be there for me. Because I've messed up my choices before. And yet here I am. With God's grace and God's hope still carrying me through. If I err on the side of grace, then I err on the side of God. But God will always be there to help me endure whatever may happen, endure whatever conflict I may find. Because I know that God loves me. And if God loves me, then God must love all of his children. And if God loves all of his children, then he must want all of his children to find a place where they can belong and they can find their way back to God. And I know that if that happens, then we bring peace to a world that so desperately needs peace. We bring hope to people who so desperately need hope. And we create a home for all of God's children, not just some. Because we never endure alone. For God is with us. And when God is with us, we can endure anything. Amen.